This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live. Show myself, Dan Selkie, winnerscoming.net, Cheryl Walsner, Fortune.com, talk all things Game of Thrones, song by some fire, genre fiction. How are you doing today, Cheryl? I'm doing I'm doing well. Thank you, Dan. Um, I am excited to talk about the finale. <sighs> the series of Game finale of, of Game of Thrones. It's a little weird to say. I mean, I'll be honest, it, 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 it is. A little bit. Um, by the way, thanks for everybody tuning in. Uh, I know that Kenny Adamo said, um, beautiful day we're having here in Chicago. I agree, Kenny. I didn't know you were in Chicago. Hope you're enjoying the weather. It is quite nice. It finally, is quite nice. After a long, horrible winter. We, we we dreamt of spring and now it's here. We dreamt of spring. By the way, I think that's, that'll be the title of the final episode. I, I'll, I would, I'm not going to, but I would bet decent money that that's what we'll end up with. I mean, I think it's a fair guess, but my brain, when I saw the photos, which we're going to talk about in a minute, everybody, um, was King or Queen of the Ashes and the totally Iron work. Throne. Could totally could, work. Yeah, could both totally work. Kind of leaning into the more obvious titles that they've been mm-hmm. going with this season, um, even though we don't find them out until after the show airs, because reasons. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where I keep going. But Dream of Spring is definitely in my mix. Yeah, I, I would think they would go with that just because we know it's the title of the last book. Right. I think, yeah, I just do. I feel like that's like the kind of the easy fruit to pluck but yeah let's talk about the finale we have one episode to go i know this season has been you know divisive um i know people are still talking about it julie davies love the episode watched it seven times every single time god and i will say this it was powerful i mean i watched it a couple times too it was it was very powerful just the stuff they put into it the filmmaking involved the performances there was so much great about it i, I still don't think i buy kind of the big the big moment, which is Daenerys goes ham. But if you loved it, I love that you love it. I really, truly do. Um, and maybe I can be convinced. I do have a theory, because I always do, about how they could have sold it a little better. We can get to that in a little bit. Okay. So, <laughs> or as Richard Maynard says, <laughs> a dream of a better ending. Ha-ha, oh, Richard. Oh, boy. You were a comedian. The jokes. But yeah. Uh, God, we're going to talk about this for a long time to come. We're, we're, we're in history, the end of an era. And it is, I am sad to say it's the, the series finale. Yes. I've invested a lot of emotions in this over the years. It's weird and surreal and a little weird to say. But okay, let's watch the trailer and see if we can't make any guesses as to what's going to go down in the series finale of Game of Thrones.
again, I mean, wonderful imagery. Have you seen, by the way, floating around that that pic of Daenerys kind of looking out at her army is totally looks like a speech Hitler gave, um, I don't know exactly when in his career, to uh, the assembled masses. They are going for the imagery. Wow, okay. Game of Thrones fans went deep. Um, I appreciate that that is a reference. There's a very similar shot in Star Wars, too. I forget which one. but like Probably Lala The Force Awakens. Of, yeah. It's The Force Awakens. So, yes. Um, clearly, they are not messing around with uh, what Daenerys has become. Yeah. Queen of the Ashes. So, let me just ask this. Um, and this is a question for all you guys out there, too. There is, in my opinion, there's no way... Daenerys lives, is there? I mean, um... At this point, that would be the surprising thing to do. And that's why I'm not ruling it out. Sure, because sure. It, the, the <laughs> show has really relied on the surprises and the twists in this... Right. In this uh, in this season, um, even Are You Killing a Night King three episodes, which I in. maintain was not really a that surprising twist. I think that still made sense. I like that moment a lot. It made sense, but it was a surprise after how much oh, sure. he had it's been a twist. built. Up. Yes, so that's why I'm referring to it, not because of its execution, which sure. I agree with you on. I think it was really cool, um, but that's why I'm saying eh, we might think Daenerys is going to die, but that Daenerys living and being this, you know, mad queen, if you will, would be a surprise in and of itself. And I think they might have leaned towards it because it's the surprising ending. I'm not saying that's a good or a bad idea. I lean towards it being a bad idea, but it's possible. What's about a possibility of her being queen and being a decent queen? But she gets that out of her system and then rules wisely and justly. I think we're at the point where we start thinking about what is Game of Thrones saying in the final kind of go-round right. about its themes, about power, about ambition, mm-hmm. about, mon- or about politics even, about monarchy, all right. of that stuff. And I think those endings would say different things about um, what kind of message do you want to send. Like, I think we can... With Daenerys torching the city, they seem to be going for ambition, will, and power corrupts kind of thing. And again, the, the problem with that, and we've discussed it, according to me, I just, I, I don't think it was very clear exactly what made her go off, which is kind of my problem. I think it's most people's problem yeah. with the episodes. I, I, I just, I just, I mean, if they could have sold that to me, if they could have actually built that up to the point where I believed, like, oh my God, she's going to torch everybody, it this would, I think it would be a rousing success. It would be horrible to watch and devastating mm-hmm. and heartbreaking mm-hmm. because, I mean, you know, you love her. But if they could have sold it in a way that I bought it, it would have been tremendously accomplished. A tremendous accomplishment. Yes. yes. Um, and it still is because the episode is still remarkable and still amazingly filmed, blah, 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 blah. But um, I just don't think they quite made the turn in a way that I liked. No. And... There, of course, is a large discourse about this. Of course, there always is. There's always discourse. Um, and the thing that kind of ke- I keep coming back to is, mm-hmm. oh, my God, they could have had more time for this. Because sure. everyone's like, oh, it was foreshadowed the whole time. I'm like, yeah. And I'm going to quote somebody on Twitter whom I don't remember, and I'm sorry. I think I know who you're going to talk about. I think I know this foreshadowing one. is not character development. Um, 
like, yes, Daenerys' story has always been kind of this weird getting high on your own supply kind of thing. Very true. And she has done things that were definitely on the uh, extreme edge of just. Right. But we haven't seen her develop necessarily in a way that landed well. What push would push her to do this unjust act? You want to hear my plan? Why? Okay, because I, I have an idea. I th- I'm not sure this would totally solve it, but I think this could be a little better. Um, I think they should have had Varys successfully send off those notes he was writing to the lords and just inform him before he dies. Okay, everybody knows now that John is the true king. See? So, and, you know, she, she's getting more paranoid. And the, and the good thing is that the, the, the good thing that was planted in there, she's kind of right to be paranoid. I mean, Varys literally is betraying her. It's not wrong. And plenty of monarchs go paranoid toward the end. Solomon went paranoid, went paranoid. You know, it's, it's a common thing. Usually it's because they kill people to get up to where they are. So, like, they suspect things are going to happen. Um, and she'd do that, too. Um, so my idea would be, she's getting paranoid. She would think, okay, all these lords, now they know that John's the real heir to the throne. But I still want it. So if I want to convince them to bow to me instead... I'm going to have to make an example of people who don't bow to me. And see, that would tie in with her whole not love, then let it be fear. Completely. Which, by the way, that interpretation is possible with the stuff we have. I don't think it's really underlined or, 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 or even drawn attention to. I'm not, even, I'm, not, I'm not sure they were thinking about it. But just, yeah, I, I needed a little more. Because, again, I can buy that she would sack a city. Like, I, th- I think it's always been in her to do it. I just don't think they sold me that it would happen. Yes. The way it did. That's basically where I'm at with it, too. Is like, mm, this could have been done better. And I don't think they thought about it, what you just said. Like, I don't think they thought about a lot of things. I mean, they had Varys <laughs> writing letters to people. The yeah. episode opens with that. Right. It's not like this isn't like part of the fabric but we never see them get sent off or you know that sort of thing so i don't know i don't know we we have some things to discuss though we do okay yes for so the, the final episode it's an hour and a half left and okay now i said thank you mental illness doesn't always give signs true i also wish they would have pointed out that Varys would be like look i was around her father i saw him degrade like i know the signs like i watched him go from a charming dude to a crazy person like, I've, I've been here. This is deja vu and yeah. I, myself all over the place. Which, again, I think... And, again, it's like... It frustrates me that, that it's, you, can, you can read that into it. Because you have that information. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I'm going to need you to, like, have a line to just draw my attention to it a little bit. Or, like, have them make their arguments. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> here's that... Here's our first photo from the finale. Which is... This is the Daenerys Hitler shot. <laughs> Which it is. I should have brought the Hitler shot along. It, it's him at just, I don't know, some rally. And, uh, you know, got all his soldiers lined up looking at him. And I, this is, you know, this is a domineering, very excellently um, composed shot. I mean, it, it's, it, it's very beautiful and dark and kind of moody. I love the image. Do you know what no, I now notice now that What's we're that? talking about composition? Mm-hmm. She's not equally balanced between the two lines of soldiers. Yeah, not quite. A little Mona Lisa thing going on. She's kilter. Her hair looks nice, though. Her hair looks better than it has for a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's she's 
off-center. So make <laughs> of that what you will. Um, I mean, it's also pretty, like, exacting, though. Like, those are, like, lines of Unsullied that are, like, do-do-do-do-do-do, like, straight line that Othrakir a little more, well, what have you. But yeah, but she's... Yes, I, I hear what you're the, saying. Between the lines of Unsullied, she is... And, you know, more recently, just talking about the filmmaking, we've been spending kind of less time... I think it's important that it's the back of her head. Like, we're not going to get some, like, shots into her eyes now because she's kind of gone to this place where she is supposed to be, you know, a threat, someone to be feared. Mm -hmm. So um, we're not... The camera's not going to sympathize with her is what I'm guessing, right? Which, by the way, was another thing I really wanted. I, I wanted more... Um, just because I, I didn't really know what was why she was, I wanted more like shots of her during the carnage. Yes. To like get like her perspective, right? Yes, because that would have also helped sell what is going through her head. Yeah. More than whatever happened, what we got, which was this like one shot right before she and Drogon. Which to be fair, was a I mean Amelia Dick Clark did kill that shot. Oh, absolutely. But it was one shot when we needed more than one shot. I think you're right. And yes. I, I love Julie's comment here. Julie Davies, longtime commenter. I love you, Julie. Unfortunately, Danny has become the tyrant she was trying to save people from. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. I agree. She did. And it's, it's tragic. And it just, I just, ugh, just, it kills me. There's so much juicy irony here. And there's so much, like, meat here. But just, you know... If you, um, it's like juicy meat, but they grilled it too much or not enough. It's too raw. This metaphor is bad. But uh, the point is that, yes, that irony definitely exists, and it's good, and it's juicy, and I love that kind of stuff. I just, I didn't feel it the way I should have, I think, because of yeah. the setup. So probably they cooked it not enough. Yes, it is too raw. Yeah. And I like my meat steaks medium, medium rare, not rare. Yes. There we go. We got it. We solved okay. it. We solved it, guys. <laughs> um, and yeah. yes, and, and yeah. Sherry says that they did show her being shot before the battle. She died for five days. And yes, I'm not saying there was no setup. They did lead up to it a bit. I just think it wasn't enough. Yeah. Something yeah. like that came out absolutely nowhere. Right. Oh, <sighs> Game of Thrones. Okay. And then we have this other shot of the finale. Tyrion Lannister Tyrion looks Lannister, sad. Yeah. Looking upset. <laughs> Golly gee, I wonder why. I mean, you know what? That's not a... Surprise. Okay, so if someone's going to kill Daenerys, let's assume that ending's the one we get. Um, who's it going to be? John. John? John makes sense. You know, he's put his faith in Daenerys. He trusted her. And, I mean, I thought the sack... I felt kind of, like, dirty watching the action scene in the episode because... yeah. Like, it was, it, it, it's, it's horrific, right? Like, they really committed to showing this horrible violence. And, like, and the fact that I didn't, like, buy the term, I feel like I shouldn't be watching this. Like, if you're going to go there and be like, and depict this horror, and they did a really, it was horrific. They did a good job of depicting the horror. Um, you know, it, it's almost a little dirty if it's unearned. Like, if you're going to be that serious about something <laughs> and show something that, you know, triggering and, and violent and awful, like you should have the responsibility to like lead up to it in a way that's convincing, you know? Right. If you're if you're gonna play that card where we have a mother and child's burned bodies yeah. now burned together. Oh, an attempted rape. Yeah. The, the, oh, where John stops it. The attempted rape. Oh my Which I mean God. again, like I get what they're trying to say. They're trying to say that like, you know, 
what, what George said all those time ago, you put a sword in a man's hand, it becomes a beast. Or I'm paraphrasing, but that's the gist of it. <sighs> and it was, it, it was John's own guy doing it. Yeah. Which is important that, you know, Gross. this is what happens during a sack of a city. It, I mean, like, again, I got it. I just don't think the ideas and the execution were quite aligned. Yeah, and like, it it felt like a throwback. The attempted rape mm-hmm. felt like a throwback to the worst bits of early Game of Thrones. We've had a huge long discussion mm-hmm. of like sexploitation sexploit- on right. Game of Thrones. It was just, it was nasty. It was nasty. We didn't need it. And it was I definitely know, nasty. I know that, oh yeah, historical accuracy, blah, blah, blah. It's a fantasy show. Nobody cares about historical accuracy. That is not a defense, in my opinion. Of showing it. I mean, yeah. I would. I know this is a very touchy subject. I would, if they had pulled off the turn, I would think it's it's an honest moment that I wouldn't mind being there. Um, that did that does happen, or it did does in sacks historically. That is just something that happened. I think, oh, guys, it's such a horrible, hard stuff to talk about. Yeah. And George R. Martin has a quote he's talked about a lot of times where he's, you know, yes, it's not history. This is obviously not history. This is fake. This is Westeros, not real. Um, it's obviously based in history. Martin has said that, uh, you know, it was a part of war. When a city is sacked, that's, that's it, it, it's, it's awful. It's a tool to keep people down. It's part of the brutality that comes with war. I don't think they earned the moment. Um, if they had, I would have been okay with it. But I understand also that it's, if, yeah, there's just a line, this is a fantasy show, don't show that kind of thing. Yeah. It's complicated. It's complicated. Hashtag discourse. <laughs> okay. That's us. Simpler topics for Andrew here in that You either die a hero, live long to see if it comes the villain. And again, totally true. Totally in keeping. I just don't think they sold it. And Danny has had one bad day. She's, in fact, had a string of bad days. She's a bunch of bad days. She had a bad life in some ways. She, yeah. she, she has some rough upbringing. I wanted, her, I wanted her to mention the red door. I thought this would be a good time to bring it up, like to have some kind of tie back to kind of her childhood or her happy days. Yeah. Ugh. Red door, red keep. Uh, uh, I mean, that shot where she looks at the red keep and gets furious, it's, it's, it is a great moment, but it, like, it's... It, 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 to, to the extent that it works, it only works because Amelia Clark is just so good. Yes, because like her staring at the Red Keep. Mm-hmm. Why is her staring at the Red? What? 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 Why is staring at the Red Keep the thing that's making her angry? Because that's what she wants. Like that's what's that eluding her, her at this That shouldn't make her angry, though. Mm-hmm. Like. Ugh. Like, I don't understand why it made her angry. This goes back to the whole criticism that we have going on, which is we don't understand why in that moment she... And I know that I think it's Benioff and Weiss have said in the uh, game beyond... Or the game revealed, they were like, this is when she decides to make it personal. Yeah. And that, guys, she thinks about all the things that have been taken from her family. Guys. And it just didn't come across. It's been personal since the moment she got on the ships. I mean, so it's Dan. I mean, she didn't know her dad. Dan. Yes. She was like literally raised on the whole idea that this is your birthright. It has been stolen from you. There are people in Westeros who will love you and are still secretly drinking toasts to the Targaryen name. 
it's personal Which again, from the start. That's something else I wish they would have underlined. The yes. idea that, you know, they're very much, and again, the thing that kills me, this is there. It's just not brought out. Right. That obviously, as you learned in the North, people are not drinking secret toast with her name. They think she's kind of weird and creepy and Sansa hates her. <laughs> like, not only that, secret toast to your name, they think you're like, a, they, they don't want you here. Yeah. Like, Missandei and Graham try to talk to two kids, and they, like, run. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, those moments are there. Like, the building blocks are all there. It's just, they just, they just didn't build, like, the, the bridge correctly. Right. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Discourse. Who kills an ex? Is it John's possibility? John. Sure. How about Tyrion? No. No, Tyrion already got his big epic kills. I don't think he gets another one. That's not his. That was a while ago. But it's not his character, I don't think. Yeah. Maybe. um, But again, I mean, he has reason to. I mean, obviously, he's he's made mistakes. He's pledged himself to this woman who has uh, not lived up to his expectations and has done something he was trying to prevent for a long, long time. Clearly, I I don't think he would be okay serving, keeping to serve her. Right. And if she let him get close enough, he might do it. I think the bigger um, risk is that she's going to kill him after letting Jamie out. That's, I I was analyzing the photos on culturists Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like, uh, that's the face of a man who regrets like all of his life choices. (laughs) Yes. Because it is. That is a million yard stare. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, Arya, you have to put Arya up That's there. The, I think that those are three candidates that I would go with. John, Tyrion, and Arya. Right. How about Arya? Uh, I think Arya could do it. I honestly don't mind if it's Arya because I just kind of like Arya just taking out every single big bad that <laughs> she can get her hands on. Um, Not Cersei, though. In the, in the one part of the episode I thought really did work was pretty much Arya's stuff. When yeah. she kind of lets go of violence. She's like, okay, you know what? Like, she does have sort of... Her and Jamie are kind of contrasted. Like, Jamie couldn't get past his past. Ooh, bumper sticker. And went back to, went back to Cersei. Arya managed to let go of hers. And yeah. managed to let go of the kind of vendetta that had defined her life for a while. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Foster Father the Hound. <laughs> what a weird sentence. Who also had a good night. I mean, that was a fun fight. Kind Clegane of goofy, Ball. but fun. It was fun. Clegane Ball. <laughs> like, he tr- the mountain tries to pull an Oberyn Martell on his own brother. Come on. He gave him a half Oberyn. With, yeah. With just the one. A half Oberyn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He <laughs> did. Uh, I mean, it's true. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I did like Clegane Ball. I thought it was. It was a good time. Yeah. I mean, it was just, you know grand operatic it's such an interesting thing though because the mountain has like no character <laughs> really doesn't. no i mean like and he's i get why no he's never had to um he's he's he has a helmet on most of his time he's played by a non-actor international strongman yeah like rory mccann carried all of that fight and like he was up to it <laughs> it still worked yeah that jamie's you run fight was fine i guess without it Ugh. no it was not no i was wrong with it I just, uh, ugh. like, it was just kind of chumpy. And it's kind of there. Boring. I don't know if it really needed to happen. Yeah. Like, nobody, nobody, everybody looked like a chump in the fight, in that fight. I was Both okay with it. Mm. Man, they stabbed a little. It didn't last that long. That's cool. Mm. 
And the, I guess I would prefer that you and just get chomped by a dragon. That would have been funner. Yeah. Like yeah. eaten, not burned, like eaten. Yeah. Well, probably burned before then eaten. No, no, no. Eaten raw. Gross. You need to like sanitize if you're going to eat urine. <laughs> That's true. They, they do like to cook their food. Yeah. I also like the moment where um, <laughs> I, I did enjoy how the Golden Company <laughs> were just, they were, they were just standing there and the wall blows out behind them. <laughs> I thought that was pretty fun. They got clowned. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was a good time. They wouldn't have been clowned if they had had elephants. Cersei was right. Yes, if only there were elephants, it made all the difference. <laughs> I like the Tyrion Jamie scene on the whole. Um, their kind of hug in there in the tent. Even as I knew it was a bad decision, I was like, yeah, oh, they're brothers. Oh. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, this is going to end badly for everybody involved. <laughs> What about Jamie and Cersei's death? I like Jamie and Cersei's death. I thought I was feeling bad for Cersei at the end. I, I, you know, I like I liked the concept of it. Mm-hmm. I'm still mad about Jamie, so that's 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 okay. Um, but yeah, I I thought conceptually it was fine that they died together because you know they mm-hmm. entered life together, they died together, blah blah blah. Uh, but just like they die because the keep falls in like that just seems so eh, you know very eh, very shrugged See, i've heard that criticism and that, that, that uh, and that's one that i don't really get like yeah the kept falling in them was horrible they were together in a, in a womb and she was crushed by the power structure she coveted for so long i was feeling for her toward the end I mean, like, they kept on saying for, like, two seasons, Cersei loves her children. Cersei loves her children. And it never really, like, she never acted on it. She always tricked people or didn't come in. And, like, finally, finally, okay, she actually does. And she does want to get out of this alive. And then she can't. I thought it was, I thought it was a good scene. Yeah, I think it, it's, it's fine. I, I can't muster up a lot of praise about it because I'm still very mad about Jamie Lannister's arc. See, that uh, I was more okay with. I, I agree mm-hmm. that they could have done a little more setting it up. Like, I don't know, showed us some, like, restlessness at Winterfell or something with Brienne. But, um... Yeah. I still do think that one worked. I mean, it was all there. He reminded us he has done horrible things. It's not like you just kind of, uh, get over it. Well, yeah, but he was actively working to get over it. He was, but it doesn't always take. No, it doesn't always Sometimes take. Sometimes you relapse. It, yes. Like... That is entirely fair, mm-hmm. but I just, it could have used more time. And I think that is at the root of a lot of problems with this season is they could have used more time and also better writers, but like more time in terms of more episodes, more time to let this breathe. Like guys, we're going to watch 10 weeks anyway. Like, We've proved, like, fans have proven they'll watch 10 weeks, so. I mean, yeah. Just do 10 weeks, 10 episodes. Which we could have insisted, I guess. I mean, I'm of two minds about that. I really am. Just, mm-hmm. um, for most of it, I don't think they needed more time, necessarily. I think they maybe needed just to find the right way in. Yeah. They didn't quite. Yeah. In some cases, yeah, some more time could have helped. But um, the, the only thing I'm really upset about is Daenerys' turn, honestly. Like, everything else, maybe it didn't work as well as it, in an ideal world, could have. 
But like, it's, I, it's, I still got it and it still hit me where it's supposed to. Um, the one thing that I think really suffered was Daenerys' turn. And even yeah. then, it, I don't think it would require a ton of time, just like, it required my idea to implement it. It required perhaps more judicious use of the time they did. There take. you go. There we go. Okay. We solved it, guys. We solved it. So the we have been talking a lot. Um, you guys, I'm sure, those are amazing. And yes, they are. I don't like to call them bad writers. I think they have a lot of gifts. I think they're very talented people. Clearly, they're very talented people. They've done a lot. They've made a great show. They've mm-hmm. done huge work. And I really hate, oh my God. I mean, I, I talked about this last week too. It's so gross on the internet. People being like, you gentle idiots. We're going to mail bomb you or whatever. Like, yeah, you know, no. Jesus Christ, that's, people just that's, that's cool bad. it. That's bad. Cool it. Okay. Um, but yeah. Whew, a lot of emotions. Of Speaking of Bitty Bunny from Dan Weiss, who are the showrunners, um, let's go beyond the wall for a second. It ends up that they're, well, a product is coming up. Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, talked about uh, what's next for Star Wars, which is a tiny little franchise that's happening. A um, couple of questions for you. So apparently, after this next one, after um, The Rise of Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker yeah, Star Wars is going to stop for a little bit. But not that long. Two years. And then in 2022... Two years? Well, no, because the next one's in 2022. I guess it's three years. It's three years. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Because it'll be in December, because it always is. Yeah. Um, in 2022, we'll have a new Star Wars movie. And apparently the first one will be whatever David Benioff and Dan Weiss are working on, which apparently is a trilogy, which is what happens. Okay. So I have a few questions for you, Cheryl. Okay. Hit First me. of all, just from a logic perspective, and where's my Fookin Castle? Ask Richard Maynard for Bron. Um, I bet I don't know. I bet Bron will get it. I think that'd be a good ending for him. He just shacks up at Highgarden. It's fine. Yeah, I think I think that would work. Like you know, <laughs> he's the ultimate cockroach. He lives through everything, and then he gets what he wants because he doesn't care about anything and just moves yeah. on up. That would that would fit. Um, all right, so. So I, I'm not sure anybody really put it together that Disney released this like, okay, we got Taurus movies coming in 2022, 24, 26, and the next one's Benioff and Weiss. So obviously that means in 2022 is Benioff and Weiss's. Um, is that long enough of a hiatus? Like he was saying like, we need to go figure things out. But did he still have Star Wars movies coming like for 22, 24, 26? Yeah. I mean, it's better than doing the one every year apparently model. it seems like they might be done with that thank god um <laughs> like i think that is not a bad idea and especially since they're working on the mandalorian the cassian andor series and a third one is in development yeah, apparently yeah. for disney plus like it's not like star wars is going away no not even a little tiny bit <laughs> not even a little bit i feel like they're putting the energy into those kind of standalone ones into the tv shows now yeah like that's kind of the new standalone stuff which is fine oh yeah i appreciate that because rogue one was good i like rogue one solo not so much um so yeah that's fine i think that's enough time especially because like there, it doesn't seem like there's such a thing as franchise fatigue necessarily. But no, at least not, not, at least not with certain franchises like Marvel and you know, kind of the big ones. There's mm-hmm. not really as much fatigue. No, um, solo excluded. Um, so I think that's that's fine. I think that's enough of a pause for Star Wars movies. Do you think all three of those movies are going to be like proper? Is this but? 
Tipa from White's trilogy, 22, 24, 26, is that all three of them? Probably. You think like Rian Johnson's mixed in there somewhere because he's also making a trilogy, The Last Jedi Director? I know, and I'm still mad about that too. Um, No, probably just going to be one, two, three. That's yeah, fair enough. I, I that's what I think anyway. I, I don't. Yeah, we don't know. I don't. I don't have. And the finally, many often wise. Uh, um, Game of Thrones showrunners making Star Wars movies. What do you think we're in for with that? I don't know, and I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know, and I'm scared, and that's not a good place to be. Um, I am super concerned about pretty much everything. Like, I'm worried about what kind of story they want to tell. I'm worried about, like, I'm just worried about how they're going to treat characters. Like, even if it's new characters that I don't have time to care about yet, it's characters they come up with. I'm still worried how they're going to treat those characters. Um, And, like, it's not like I'm averse to Star Wars exploring different genres. I... Uh, talked about what I would like to see from the third live action series. And I literally said, Oh my God, I want the Jedi investigators to do like a dark crime story. So look that up. Um, I think I will. (laughs) You will. Um, So it's not that I'm averse to different genres. It's that I'm averse to these two when the guardrails are almost completely off. Um, doing bad things in star wars and like don't get me wrong lucasfilm story group is mostly great um but like i'm just yeah i'm concerned now and i don't know if they're gonna take star wars away from uh those those two after um even though they did take it away from colin trevorrow uh trevorrow they did take it away yeah i mean they they, they maintain a a tighter grip yeah they do isn't it funny that like the two big trilogies you know, Rian Johnson got such blowback after The Last Jedi. I know. And now they're like, well, we're going to get the Game of Thrones guys. They're untouchable, right? <laughs> now they're getting the same kind of online blowback. Nope. So great. Those are your two trilogy directors. Nope. And they're both currently experiencing, well, one was experiencing a big Just... uh, poop storm. And now the others are currently in the middle of one. Just hire Ava DuVernay, guys. I thought A Wrinkle in Time was so boring. The book is boring. The book is good. The movie no, it's blue. not. Yes, it is. I loved the book when I was a kid. Anyway, I've written a long time. <laughs> like the, the movie, is... I was like, oh my god, I'm so dumb with this. Just, just fire. Just hire so many different guys, please, please. <laughs> it's it gonna be interesting. I'm excited. I hope they'll do a good job with that. I hope they'll bring some new perspective to it. I mean, I, you, 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 you know me in Star Wars. I, I am not as into it as you are. No. Um, Game of Thrones, it's more more my jam. Um, (laughs) But yeah, uh, Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, I I suppose. What are the commenters saying? Um, Oh, so many things. Oh, God, there's more discourse? Of course there always is. Uh, Let's see. Oh, it's Ryan Johnson? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ryan. He shouldn't spell his name wrong if it's pronounced normal. Um, This lady gets it from Richard Maynard. Oh, thank you. So that's one person in your corner. Oh, Baby Dragon Theories. Yeah, I think those are over it. Um, so I mentioned the prequel series, by the way. Oh. Which we talked about briefly. Um, it's still moving forward. I mean, the pilot's moving forward. Right. Anyway, I think filming it now. There's even a internal code name for the Game of Thrones prequel series um, that may or may not mean anything, but the internal code name that we got from, I think, from The Guardian, I want to say, is Blood Moon. Blood Moon? <laughs> 
<gasps> Werewolves in Westeros. Yes. It does sound pretty, um, like, you know, fantasy novel. V- Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> yeah, yes. Masquerade. It's just like in my fan fictions. No, it's not. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. I, love I mean, it. again, like, I, I don't put much talk in like that because I, I, I think they like called like season seven, like, like a hit with the tulips, like something that doesn't have anything to do with it. Like, wasn't Return of the Jedi called like Blue Harvest on set? Yes. So I don't think that's the title title. I think that's like their internal thing they're using. But maybe. I mean, it's kind of cool. Rambles. Blood Moon. Blood Moon. Blood Moon. <laughs> I can find it. I'm so excited about that. I, I am just, um, yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, at this point, I'm excited in concept because the cast is so interesting and good. And, you know. Your girl Naomi Watts is in it. And my girl, Mario Richardson. And there's one guy from Last Kingdom who is apparently people are excited about being in it. I forget his name. Tony Regbo. Josh Whitehouse. I don't know who that guy is. Poldark. Okay, there you go. You're a Poldark uh, person. So, yeah. yeah, that should be interesting. Gary's yes. follow that. I still don't know why they haven't just ordered it a series yet. Although, I, I think you've explained that to me. I just forgot. I have, and it's because the original Game of Thrones pilot sucked. But I mean, okay. And okay, this is their enough. cash cow, and they want to make sure that it doesn't suck. I just don't get why they would order Watchmen to series, which is, you know, completely... I mean, it, it, it's not the comic, it's a new thing. Or why they would order... Um, what else they ordered a series? Uh, probably The Nevers, and probably, which is Joss Whedon's thing, or Demi Moore, which is Debbie Abrams' thing. They seem to have no problem doing that kind of thing, but oh no, for Game of Thrones, got to make a pilot. Blech. Maybe you know what I like? I, I like that Jane Goldman, the showrunner for the pilot or the prequel, isn't really a huge name. Like yeah. they, they're not giving it to J.J. Abrams presents Game of Thrones prequel. It is somebody new, which is nice because I she's kind of unknown quantity. Mm-hmm. Excited to see what she come up with. And yeah, remember West Man Richards around there? Good for that. Yeah, hope they do a good job. All right, you guys, we will be back with more of this talk. The show's not going away after the show is over, obviously. We'll be back uh, Sunday after the series finale. Actually, I think we're going to watch it um, live. We might be having a watch party. Right here on the Winter Spring Facebook page. So join us for that. And we'll break it down afterwards. And we'll be here next Wednesday at 4 to discuss all things Game of Thrones, Love, and Fire, genre fiction. Cheryl, thanks for talking to me today. Of course, Dan. We had a nice long discussion. We did. And uh, thanks to all of you for watching, and we will see you very soon. Oh, and we're going to have a um, interview somebody on the Wick Club um, who really was a big fan of Daenerys' uh, turn. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. Cause, More discourse. Because, yeah, I mean, I want to be convinced. Convince me, Internet. <laughs> but it was great. Um, but we'll figure out that when we have to do it tomorrow. So thanks for watching, everybody. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.